So it's Thursday and it's time to talk market with our resident trading and investment expert, Terry Tran, the freedom trader. Good morning, Terry. Welcome back to Pacific Mornings. Morning, Sadie. Good to be back. So now, Terry, there's been a lot of drama in the market. Can you tell me about the European crisis in Italy? What's been happening there? Yeah, it just seems like it's a, a almost a V-shaped recovery because this morning, once the market closed, it literally just recovered from yesterday's massive sell-off. So in actual fact, the panic which ensued you know, 48 hours ago has sort of reversed and, and gone through another course. 48 hours ago, uh, it was a, the, pres- the current Italian president where he pretty much blocked a coalition government uh, forming. And that coalition government wanted was more to anti-euro and wanted to literally get uh, Italy out of Euro- the EU or the European Union. And hence that caused that panic. Goodness. So it's been all over the news, mm. all over the news. How did the Italian euro crisis inspire a global stock market sell-off? Oh, it's because, firstly, the, the Italian economy is basically the third largest within the EU. So it does have uh, a, a huge debt pile, which is owned by basically the, the biggest um, global banks. And from that point of view, if the Italian actually, if Italy actually does leave the EU, that will cause a major panic or sell-off because uh, it leaves a hole and potentially... And it's funny because a year ago, there was what they call Frexit, where France was going to get out and Macron obviously won the election and that uh, cancelled everything because Le Pen lost and she was very anti-EU as well. And France being also one of the large uh, EU countries as well, like Italy, they're seeing a a repeat of potentially that occurring again. Um, And it's unlikely, it's it's actually quite likely that maybe the current president of Italy may not actually make it uh, after the, the next election and hence why that panic. Right, so just taking us back a little bit further. So you're calling it Frexit. Mm. Uh, is something like Brexit happening again? Correct, yeah. So Brexit was you know, a number of years ago where uh, Britain literally got out of the EU and then Frexit was last year. And that, that didn't happen, which is a good thing. And now it's now Italy's turn and they're calling for Italy to now get out. So it, it's, it's very unstabilising to the global economy because the EU is such a big part you know, besides America, China, and which is Asia, and now the uh, European, which is is also the second largest as well. So having one major c- country get out of it will unstabilise literally the global economy and trade. All right. So I've been reading up on the news. What's the worst case scenario here at the moment? The worst case scenario is if Italy does get out of the EU and potentially go back to its Italian lira, which hasn't occurred since, you know, when they went into the EU back in 20, uh, 2002. This, this is when the EU actually formed. So the worst case is if, if the Ita- Italy actually goes back to the Italian lira, there may be major losses for the banks which hold the Italian bonds because they're all dominated by the European currency. So that's the unstabilising part of global banks because their, their balance sheet is held in basically government bonds owned by Italy. And whether they will be you know, made good uh, and if the banks will have will suffer major losses, and that's the the, the where the panic is actually occurring, and hence why the, the global banks, sorry, and why the global banks were sold off yesterday. Okay, so global banks have sold off. Goodness. Mm. So how likely is the entire worst case scenario in terms of how likely is it to happen? For me, I don't think it's likely to happen. Of course, we don't know. So it really comes down to the next election and seeing whether uh, it makes good. But the, it, it seems to have eased over the last 24 hours because the current president, uh, Sergio, has, has now announced that, yes, he's happy to have another coalition government uh, come on board, but that is not anti-EU. 
So therefore, he may be challenging an another government down a track that is not anti-EU. So in other facts, in other words, both these sides of governments are actually okay with being inside the EU. So therefore, it's eased the fears, and hence why the global markets literally recovered what it, you know, the panic sell-off of yesterday. All right. So we're talking to the freedom trader, uh, Terry Tran here. Now, remember, any advice given here is general in nature. So seek your own professional advice if you need some specific help tailored to your needs. So, Terry, can you bring this back down to my 101 level? Sure. <laughs> so what does this mean in the market currently? It just means for me uh, buying opportunities. Because I can't see, uh, first of all, when you asked me about the probability, I, I think it's quite low. Yes. And a lot of good stocks or good companies, uh, which I call, you know, in past, uh, green lollies, they've been sold off, like the Johnson & Johnsons, Coca-Cola, they've all been sold off recently. All the and big brands. All the big all brands. Know. Yeah, and in other words, like these big brands, we use these brands every single day, uh, uh, no matter what happens to the global economy. So these big brands that we use, products and service that we use, they've been sold off. And for me, always an opportunity to buy things under undervalued or cheaply. And then hence why we took on positions even the last couple of days of, say, Johnson & Johnson. All right. So you've said that what happened in Italy is a non-event. Can you explain this? When I say non-event is, um, if it does happen, obviously it becomes a main event. But at the moment, it's just all talk. And hence why, the because of the easing of the fear, uh, the market did recover. And in the end, the market is all about, you know, emotions. So on one end, there's the fear side and the other side is the greed side. And it's just these two, what they call Mr. Market at play. One is a pessimist, one's an optimist. And really in the end, to be a, you know, a good investor, a good trader, what you need to do is just have that balance of emotion. And no matter what happens, just be, be mindful that it could happen and be protected in both instances. All right. So speaking of the everyday investor or trader, um, how... In terms of being patient, how can they think about this and how have you responded though? I always have. Have you been patient? Yes, correct. In this type of market, you actually need to be patient because opportunities are always coming through. And when I say patience, it means waiting for what I call the next bus to arrive. And if you miss that bus, it's okay because another bus will arrive. And they're the opportunities that come in day in and day out. And just being emotionally balanced, patient, and not worrying about the major headlines because the headlines is what normally scares people to either buy or you know, uh, avoid from buying or panic selling. And if you can just remain calm and collected, being able to you know, have cash at hand, ready to go, and in times of crisis like this, uh, basically execute your investment or trading plan like normal. I did want to ask that. So, so how can you know when to load up on cash for market pullback events occurring like in Italy? By seeing, um, there's two ends. One, on one side, there's always the market when you see the market going up too quickly and things start getting out of hand. In other words, greed in the market. And you can see that. And uh, hence why, you know, at one stage, technology sector like Facebooks, the Googles, uh, uh, the Apples got, got way too high and it got sold off. And then on the other hand, there's the side where you just have to uh, look on the, the stock side and do what I call valuation and know that now things are cheap and being able to understand what the value of that company actually uh, is. So in other words, um, uh, I, I use analogy. It's The analogy I, I like to use is we as investors always want to buy, say, a good car like a Lexus, for example, but pay a Toyota price for it. And if you can do that enough times, you'll be quite wealthy. But a lot of people, what they do is they end up buying a, say, a, a Kia or a Hyundai, which is a good car, but they end up paying a Ferrari price for it. And if you do that enough times, you'll go broke no matter what happens. Oh, yeah, that makes sense to me. Thanks, Terry. It's always a pleasure to have you here in the studio, especially on Pacific Mornings. Awesome.
That was Terry Tran, the Freedom Trader, our resident Pacific Mornings expert on trading and investing. And remember, any advice given here is general in nature, so seek your own professional advice if you need some specific help tailored to your specific needs.